0: my boss is a micromanager. What can I do to change this? Yeah, micromanagement is really tough and it's not something that helps people to thrive. When you're working for a micromanager, what tends to happen is we get into a vicious cycle of self-doubt and so all of a sudden we start questioning our decisions, which weirdly validates our manager's reason for micromanaging us because our confidence gets lower our decision quality reduces and then they need to micromanage us more. It's weird. It's, this, it's a horrible cycle. But for me, micromanagement is an issue of trust. So we need to focus on trust. They don't focus on the, okay, this person is a micromanager and labeling them as that, I want you to focus on, okay, what can I control? Well, number one, I can build trust, that you can do that. That is something within your sphere to influence. So I want you to start thinking, how do I build trust with my manager? Because you might not be able to change their style necessarily, but you can certainly increase their confidence in you by building trust. And there's a few ways we can do that. The first way, we've already talked about this, but find out the areas that they're most interested in. So usually it'll be a specific thing. So they might be interested in the client experience and they might be, you can notice the patterns and themes. So when they're asking you for information, what are they focusing on? Are they focusing on a particular area of your work? Are they focusing on a particular concern in the business? And start writing down what you observe because that'll speak to what they're most interested in. Once you know that, then I want you to focus on how do you over communicate about work you're doing in that space? Let's say you feel a bit micromanaged when it comes to customer communication. So your manager has asked you to CC them in to every customer comms piece you send out. So that can feel a little bit like, oh, what are, they, are they monitoring me? What's going on? What I want you to do is to start getting on the front foot with your communications to the clients, so sending them things that they can proof ahead of time and give you feedback on and that they can start to see you're building your skill set in that particular area so you're building trust you're over communicating the other thing is if they're worried about deadlines so if they're trying to micromanage a deadline or something getting out I want you to get super proactive about communicating where your tasks are up to The way you could do this at the start of the week, you could send them an email and say, hey, I'm working on X, Y, and Z this week. These are my top priorities. And this is the estimated timeline or due date. And at the end of the week, you can close out the week by saying, hey, just as a heads up, this is what I got done. This is what's been pushed back. And this is why. Whether they respond or not is irrelevant to me. It's you taking the action and being proactive in your communication that builds that trust. They don't feel like they have to chase you for stuff and then all of a sudden they stop feeling that sense of anxiety about, oh, what's Shelley doing over here? They know because I sent them the pre-email at the beginning of the week and the one at the end of the week. So there's a few ways to build trust that help them to start to think, oh, I don't need to stay in the detail as much here. The other thing you can do is ask them, hey, is there something that you're feeling like I'm not doing that means you have to get into the detail of this? It's a way you can kind of dig into what's going on for them and understand, is there something that you're missing? Is there some feedback that you need from them about maybe there's been some gaps? So the biggest thing is to over communicate if your boss is a micromanager and work on building the trust in the areas that are most important to them. All right, next question. I think my boss is a narcissist. I don't know if that's a question or a statement or just a thought that this person's had, but I feel you. And this is funny, this thing of narcissism comes up a fair bit. I often hear people say, oh, yeah, they're a narcissist. And it's kind of like this label that we throw around. But I don't think that we should label people like this because statistically... They're probably not because narcissists are only like one in every 200 people. So it's, I think that's like 2% of the population. Don't quote me on the stats. So the likelihood of them actually being a narcissist is very low. Most likely what people are referring to when they say, oh, my boss is a narcissist or that person is a narcissist is they're talking about narcissistic behaviours or traits. I'm just going to rattle off a few narcissistic traits so you can start to kind of get a sense of the list. But there's a lot. So a superiority complex, fragile ego, perfectionism, a need to be the centre of attention, lack of empathy for others, the need for control controlling behaviours, fear of rejection and ridicule and an inability to be vulnerable. So there are a few examples and I think we can all have those as I'm listed, as I read that list off, I'm just thinking, oh yeah, I can relate to that, I can relate to that. I think we can all relate to those behaviours at various points. But if we think about it more as a continuum rather than as a label, we need to kind of understand, okay, well, what behaviours am I okay with? What behaviours are negotiable for me? Okay, that's kind of annoying, but I'm going to put up with that. And what behaviours are non-negotiable? So what things are you like absolutely will not tolerate this? For example, you might be working for a manager who displays a perfectionistic tendency and you might be like, well, that's I can tolerate, that's fine. Like that's a negotiable. I kind of wish they didn't hold such high standards, but I can put up with it versus someone who has a complete lack of empathy and that when you're having some kind of personal situation, they aren't able to show you empathy. So that might be a non-negotiable for you and you might think, no, I actually need, I need to work for a leader who can display empathy. And this like let's take the narcissism thing off the table because I think that's kind of neither here or there. Let's just focus on behaviors. What are the behaviors for you that you absolutely need to have in a manager? What are the things that you think this is non-negotiable for me in my work environment? And then think about, well, what things are, because every leader has strengths and weaknesses. Every leader, they're going to do things super well and they're going to do other things that you think, gee, that could have been done better. That's just the nature of it. For you, you need to work out what are you prepared to put up with and what aren't you? And once you know that, you can kind of look at it a bit more objectively and go, oh, yeah, I know that about that person. They can be a bit controlling, but I'm fine with that because they're really strong in this area and this area and those are non-negotiable for me. For me, honesty is non-negotiable. I want to feel like there's this level of authenticity and honesty that they're going to tell me the truth when there's a problem and they're not going to talk about it behind my back. The other one would be... Gee, this is a hard exercise. What are the other non-negotiables? Genuine care and empathy. I think they're the two non-negotiables. I don't think there's many. Like, So I want you to create your own list. Your negotiables is the side where, you know what, I'm going to tolerate that. It's not a deal breaker. And then your non-negotiables are things that I have to have this from my leader to feel like I can work well here. So do your own version of that.